Our sure. guest today is Nicholas Askew, the director of swimming and diving and tennis at Howard University, the only NCAA Division I HBCU in the United States. Coach Nick, as he's affectionately called, coaches Howard's top swimmers who hail from around the globe. His coaching style and dedication to empowering these athletes has earned him several honors, including Coach of the Year and Professional of the Year. Currently entering his ninth season as Director of Swimming and Diving, Coach Nick led the men's swimming and diving team to a 2023 Northeast Conference Championship in February, the team's first title in more than 30 years. They then became the first all-Black swimming and diving team to land on the cover of Sports Illustrated, being featured in the magazine's February 2023 issue. Coach Nick, welcome to our program. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so let's start. You started competitively swimming at the age of 10. Can you take us through your journey as a young and eager athlete? What inspired you to pursue a college education at Howard University? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just really, really blessed. Um, I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, not too far from the coast. Um, I'm affectionately, I'm a water baby. Um, <laughs> I, there was a public park about a, you know, just a block away from the home I grew up in in Kenton, North Carolina. And I had parents who knew how to swim. And I had two older siblings that knew how to swim and that swam also competitively. So, you know, just all those factors were in my favor, you know, and I took up the sport very early just because that was my daycare. You know, our parents <laughs> were hardworking parents. You know, they were like, okay, you all need to be busy doing something. And that something for us was recreational sports. Um, the center, the, the park near my home, it had tennis courts, it had a track, it had a baseball field, and it had a swimming pool. So those are all the activities that I did all day, every day, um, especially in the summers and the long summer days. You know, we would, we would literally go through, you know, five or six different championships in one day. Um, wow. Okay. All my friends in the neighborhood and my siblings. And, um, you know, took, took a, a, a loving um, relationship to the water, especially, and joined uh, the club team that was there and had a great a great coach as my very first coach, um, Coach Mary Resbus. Um, she was a very tough coach, but she was a very motherly coach. You know, she would nurture you and, and pat you on the back, and uh, but she'd also put you in your place when you got out of line. <laughs> um, and I, you know, and obviously there's a great respect for for individuals who are capable of being able to to do that. Um, continued to swim and uh, showed that I had some, some, you know, some talent, I guess, God-given talent, um, and just <laughs> continued at it and swam all, you know, all growing up, all through high school, also played tennis all through high school, had the opportunity to um, get accepted to Howard University and continue to pursue, you know, sports and my academics at um, what was really just the right place for me. Um, right. My two older brothers also had attended Howard and graduated from Howard, one of which swam and was a captain of the team. So continued just to follow in his footsteps and, and their footsteps rather. And um, Howard was a great place for me to be able to, to, to really learn about myself, um, to develop, you know, even more as a young man and 
um, and, and being able to pursue my academics as well as my athletic endeavors. So swam all four years, played tennis all four years here, and I just cannot, you know, say enough how much I appreciated that opportunity to be a part of this program and um, yeah. had the upbringing that I did. How wonderful. Yeah, you had a great um, upbringing. And um, okay, so um, our question now is competitive black swimmers have long been underrepresented in college sports. In a sport that is generally white dominated, you have fostered a competitive environment for black swimmers at Howard. How do you recruit potential swimmers for your program? And what are the most important traits a student athlete must have to be successful on your team? Yeah, you know, Howard is an HBCU, which stands for a historically black college or university. Right. And um, that is the designation by far. Uh, but what most a lot of people don't understand is just because it's designated as an HBCU means it's a black school or a black only school. HBCUs were founded in a in in a time where essentially if you weren't white you were not allowed to get a higher education. So mm -hmm. um, HBCUs were founded for everyone, um, with this particular interest to you know enslaved people who were newly freed to be able to pursue a higher education. And even to this day, you know you walk onto an HBCU campus, especially Howard University, and you see such diversity. Uh, we have representation representation from over 80 countries worldwide. Wow. Okay. While most of the students' population here are from the African diaspora, from oh. either one of the many countries in Africa or from the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, they, you oh know, my there's gosh. diversity. Um, and one of the commonalities is, you know, uh, the shades of, of, of skin. Um, and, yeah. but that's, but, you know, there's a, I always talk in my recruiting profile, you know, there's a drastic difference between someone of the same skin tone from Detroit, Michigan, and someone from Ghana, right? The, you yeah. know, that similarity is, is truly, you know, is it may be the only thing where they share experiences, but that there's that beauty and diversity um, of being able to come together in such a place like Howard, which we call the Mecca. Wow, the Mecca. To be able to share thought, to share knowledge, um, and to, to, you know, push each other to, to greatest heights. Um, you know, as a part of my recruiting strategy, I always say that as you have to want to be at Howard. This mm -hmm. has to be the experience that you want and you will find value in. And that's open to anyone. Um, we, we look at individuals, obviously, number one, one is academic success. So you have to have a really high academic profile mm, to be okay. as a student athlete at Howard. Um, you have to be, you know, top of your class in your sport, you know, whether it be swimming or even in diving for the, the, the programs that, you know, specifically to me. Um, and then the third and in, in, in is what we get a chance to talk about as we're going through conversations is that character. You have to have amazing character. You have to have, have, to have a high level of maturity um, mm -hmm. in, in this level because yeah. Yeah. there are so many things that are here on Howard's campus and in Washington, D.C. that you can take full advantage of, but you have to understand your priorities and you have to also yeah. be able to make really good decisions. Um, oh my gosh. You, you know, no one gets confused what your you know, line of priorities are. Yeah, you're a great mentor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, as we mentioned earlier, right, in our introduction, you led Howard University's men's swimming and diving team to this year's 2023 Northeast Conference Championship. 
Can you help us put this historic win into perspective for our viewers? Uh, I, I don't know if I can. I mean, honestly. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's such a journey. It's such a ride. Um, one of the authors actually coined it as the season of destiny. And I think that's oh, really wow. the best three words yeah. to describe exactly where we are and, and what we've accomplished this season. Um, the trajectory that we've been on in the last nine seasons has been nothing short of amazing. Um, every year we've leveled up, we've progressed, and it's been, all been a part of the strategic plan that myself mm -hmm. and our coaching staff put together. You know, Dr. Lynch, um, Salim King, Courtney Miller, Jasmine Payne, um, mm -hmm. you know, Jay Garzo and our strength and conditioning side uh, have all been fantastic in a part of this process from the very beginning. And to see it, encap you know, encapsulated at, at such a historic moment where the men's team won the conference championship for the first time in over 30 years. Right. It is crazy. I mean, it we is. take a look at the season by itself. We started the season just being shot out of a cannon, hit the ground running with putting together one of the biggest and most celebrated dual meets in all of college swimming history with the battle mm -hmm. at the firm, um, which was our home competition versus Georgetown University this year. Um, I mean, we sold out a swim meet on an HBCU campus in October for just a dual meet. Um, we had a VIP section, we had the DJs, we had Olympic medalists on the pool deck, we had a sold out crowd, we had an yeah. overflow space. Um, there was a performance by Tropical Rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, you know, just Great. raised the level of the vibe in, in our natatorium. And um, from there, we continued our dual meet season to the point for the first time ever, and Howard University history, both men's and women's programs yes. finished with a winning record, a, win, a winning dual season mm -hmm. meet record. Um, so both teams were over 500 for the first time uh, in, in, our, in our program history. And then, you know, again, just to top it off with the conference championship, and this is a beautiful thing, not just for our men's team. Um, we are two different teams and there is a different identity to both, pro, to both teams, but we are still one program. We're still one family. So to see the women's team being able to celebrate this monumental um, uh, uh, accomplishment alongside yeah. our men's team this year has, you know, just been heartwarming for me because I know it's a lot of hard work um, and sacrifice that every person that's been a part of it has poured into the program. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it really, you know, makes, puts a big smile on my face and, you know. Oh my goodness, you've done a great well. job. <laughs> you've done a great job. Thank you. Um, okay, so, all right, well, during your time at Howard, you pursued a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology. During your undergraduate studies, you continued to be a committed athlete, balancing obtaining a degree in, uh, and competing as a dual sport athlete in tennis as well as swimming. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for students that are currently attempting to balance college studies and athletics? Yeah, the biggest advice is to keep your priorities in order. You know, um, I'm a big fan of, of Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant. Mamba, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, learned so much from just listening to him, reading, you know, a lot of the articles and the literature that he published about, you know, you make a plan, you make a pact with yourself, you mm -hmm. make a commitment towards yes. your goals. Um, I often say, you know, I, I run camp here at Howard University every summer in the Nick Askew Swim and Dive Camp. Oh. We have these sessions where we talk to the parents as well as the athletes, and we tell them your goals don't mean anything unless you've set a plan. 
And your plan doesn't mean anything unless you've actually made a commitment to that plan. Um, And that's something that I think is really important. Not just in athletics, but just in life in general. Um, You have these lofty goals and (laughs) you're not, you don't have a plan put together that's going to help you get there. Right. You have to understand that in the very early stages that, you know, you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. There's going to be a lot of time commitment. There's going to be a lot of things that you have to have organized in order to put yourself in a position to Mm -hmm. accomplish these goals. And that's one thing that I really, really, you know, speak to a lot to parents um, and and student athletes is make sure that you, you, the goals that you have set, you've put together a plan and you've made a commitment to that plan to make sure that you, you know, you put yourself in that position because only the good Lord knows whether or not you're going to accomplish that goal but at least you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I, I, you know, I did deserve it because I stuck with it. I committed to it. Yeah. I executed to the best of my abilities. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You can talk to me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, um, given your two decades of experience as a professional coach, what advice do you have for any of coaches, any coaches of, you know, black coaches that um, would like to follow after you, um, what do you believe are the qualities of a successful coach? Yeah, um, it goes a lot to my coaching philosophy. You know, the, the number one thing you have to have in this position uh, is patience. You patience. know, you, you, going back to those goals and things like that, you have to know that it takes time. Um, and you, you have to know that things are going to, you know, you're going to have some roadblocks, you're going to have some challenges and just being patient, being persistent, um, you know, are, are two of the, the highest character quality traits that I would probably say to get you to where you want to be ultimately. Um, mm-hmm. And then just take one small, you know, one, st- one small step at a time. You know, my, my, my Jamaican uh, teammates <laughs> in, in, in undergrad when I was here at Howard, as well as my, um, my current Caribbean, especially my Jamaican folks, they know every mickle, mickle, muckle, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just continuing to just one step at a, at a time, going through your progressions, building, building, building. If you do it that way, you're going to have a really great foundation. And that way, you know, your ceiling is going to be extremely high from what you can what you can achieve um, and uh, just, you know, attacking it that way day to day. I mean, I, I just don't know how you were able to do it. I mean, <laughs> you know, how were you able to motivate these swimmers, you know, to just reach the top and, you know, I'm so proud of your accomplishments Thanks. and theirs as well. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I think in our space, you know, we have an environment where it's really authentic uh, we don't claim to be anybody else. We claim to be ourselves. You know, we yeah. do things our way on our time and our pace. Um, and I think when you're in, in this environment or you're in an environment like that, then you're going to blossom. You know, you're going yeah. to you're going to be able to achieve things that at one point in time were unimaginable. So, um, you know, just continue to be true to yourself, you know, supporting, your, supporting you know, one another, being in an environment where you know that this feels good, this feels right, and, and I, um, I can set myself up for success. I think any athlete is as good as their coach, you know, makes them. <laughs> so, you know, um, kudos to you. Thank you. All right. So um, I wanted to ask you quickly, though, about the women's team. 
They placed fourth this year, which is a remarkable jump from their standing last year. Absolutely. How do you feel about that accomplishment and what do you see going forward? Yeah, I, I talk openly and candidly about our women's team, you know, to go from seventh place to fourth place in the span of just one year is, is huge. Um, yes. you, know, you don't normally see that type of jumps. And a lot and of it I has agree. to do with the commitment to yeah. our, our team. Um, we, we knew that internally we needed to be better as mm -hmm. a women's team. And we challenged each other to do just that. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, our women's team connected like I've never seen uh, before. Wow. And yeah. they, they they learned from each other. They were able to better support one another. They were able to celebrate one another and each other's milestones, moments. Oh, my gosh. And that's a beautiful thing. I'll give you a prime example. Just this, uh, just this past year, um, Camille Chatur mm -hmm. from Trinidad uh, had the oldest standing record at Howard University swimming and diving in the 1000 free. And uh, we had one of our young ladies um, on a very on a Friday night of a, a meet actually broke that record. So it was a oh. big to do. You know, we have this thing where we we pass the belt. It's called the record holder's belt. <laughs> Gave her the belt, celebrated, clapped for her, and then the very next day, less than twenty four hours later, that record was broken again by a different young lady on our team. So that record oh. got broken twice in less than twenty four <laughs> hours. <laughs> but it had it had been in place since 1989. Oh my gosh! So, um, the most beautiful thing was the young lady that broke it on Friday night was the very first person to go and celebrate the young lady that broke it on Saturday. Oh so wow! Fell, gave big hugs, you know, pats on the back, kudos. It was just remarkable to see. And again, right. that is the challenge that we put towards our women's team is to being able to, you know find a way to be better connected, to be, you know, more supportive of one another and to celebrate those big accomplishments and even small accomplishments as we go through yeah. this together. And they did that. They did that. You know, can you give us, um, tell us, um, name a few of the countries where your students hail from? <laughs> Absolutely. So of course, you know, the, the US, uh, we also have uh, Canadian, um, we have Jamaican, we have Trinidad and Tobago. We have the Bahamas. Um, in the past, we've had St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We've had Bermuda. Um, we've had Aruba. Um, mm. We've had um, the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico. Um, I, I know I'm missing a few. We At one point in time, we had the flags representing all the different countries. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> our natatorium. Uh, but when yeah. we did a renovation, unfortunately, we something happened to the flags and we're not sure what, <laughs> but there, I mean, it surrounded the pool all the way around, oh, beautiful, uh, which mm -hmm. was exactly, it was very beautiful. Um, so we, we, we have quite a, a, um, a diversity Diverse. in, yes, yeah. yes, in, in, in our, in our roster, both present and former. And the camaraderie, um, everybody blending and getting along and, um, how does that go? You think everybody gets along? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that it's common like, goal. <laughs> what I love to say is like, we're, we're one big family and just like yeah. any family, sometimes dysfunctional. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to get on each other's nerves from time to time. We're going to, you know, we're going to sometimes, you know, not be feeling each other in different moments. But the yeah. thing is, is our program is built out of respect. Um, yeah. and, and we also continue to talk about, listen, let's not let little things become big things. 
Um, okay. And let's not <laughs> let little things or let's not let anything get in the way of the common goal. Um, mm -hmm. And we preach to our team every single day that every person on this team, including the coaches, every single person on this team has one job and that's to make the team better. And if right. we're not doing that on a daily basis, mm -hmm. then we're not, we're not doing our job as a part of this program. And I think everyone has bought into that. I think everyone uses that as a way to resolve any of the little things that go on that might, you know, get mm -hmm. on nerves or things like that, which can happen. I mean, we're a team of almost 50 people. And I, you know, last time I checked, I don't know if, if, if you go into many spaces where there are 50 people that every single person is best friends, you know, oh, and, wow. you know we, <laughs> we, we nice. have, to, you know, we have to understand that reality for sure. But nice. Today, you know, no one can talk about us. No one can do anything to us without my brother or sister, you know, a part of this team having something to say about it and, and, yeah. them and, and That's being great. when they need to, you know, when they need to be. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh my goodness, coach Nick. Um, oh, let me ask you one other question. Okay. I'm sure you'd agree that the athletes learn a lot from their coaches and can be greatly inspired by their coach. What have you as a coach learned from your athletes and how they inspired you? Um, you know, this is a long-winded question. I also wanted to ask you, um, how do you maintain a work-life balance as well? You know, um, what keeps you grounded? And... Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the first thing is, is talking about what the team has, has taught me. Um, I think this team has taught me to continue to enjoy the moments. Um, you know, they, they, they keep a smile on my face. The best part of my day is when I get a chance to work with them um, on the pool deck or even my tennis athletes on the tennis court. That, that really is the best part of my working day. Um, mm -hmm. Being able to, you know, engage with them, find out more about you know, their lives and how they're doing and mm -hmm. how we can continue to be uh, in space to help them with their goals. Um, you know, it, it, it really does keep me going and keep me motivated. And mm -hmm. I, I know our entire coaching staff state says, you know, would say the same thing. The other side is the work-life balance. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, this is, you know, this is a, this is a long day, long night type of job. Um, we're, we're in the water, you know, so much part of the year at five 30 in the morning. We don't, and I don't leave my office wow. until eight, eight 39 PM, um, Ooh. most times a year. And, uh, I can be grueling and, you know, I just yeah. have to say, you know, the thing that keeps me grounded is my faith in the Lord, um, mm -hmm. know that, you know, he's going to put me in positions where he wants me to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely mm -hmm. a servant and, you know, I live by faith, not by sight. Um, mm -hmm. and then I, my, my wife and my kids and my family, they're, they're my, they're, they're my rocks, you yeah. know, on, on, on the ground and they, yeah. they continue to support and, um, trying to find that balance between, you know, how much we work and how hard we have to work towards the goals set for the program and making sure that my family is well taken care of and knows that daddy loves them, you know, as a husband, you know, I'm a, I'm <laughs> a loving husband and taking care of my wife, uh, it can be very difficult, but I, I, I've got a great, you know, family who, who understands, you know, what we do, yeah. the importance of what we do. And we've learned to, to, to blend the two worlds. You know, my family okay. had the conference championship. Um, my three girls were the cheerleaders for the team. They had their pumps really? and 
It had the okay. different powered athlete, you know, <laughs> outfits on. And wow. You know, it it really has again being able to blend the two worlds between my work family and my home family. Um, and that has helped with the balance for sure. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Coach Nick, I have a question. Is that the same pool that you swam in when you were a youngster? <laughs> this is the very same pool. Yep. Okay. This is the burp pool. This was my lane right here. Yeah, yeah, the lane okay. four was the lane that I spent the most the most of my time in. Okay. Um, up and down, up and down. Oh up. wow. <laughs> this is fabulous. Okay. It's a lot different now. It's a different pool. You know, it's the same pool, but the aesthetics of it are drastically different than when I was in undergrad with my teammates here. You know, okay. one of the when we took over the program is we wanted to continue to evolve the surroundings. Okay. So that it would be something that every swimmer and every diver wanted to be in, knowing that, hey, I have to be here, but I kind of want to be here too, because it feels so good. Like the, the aesthetics of everything with, the, you know, the, the paint that, you know, the fresh coat of paint that we put on it, on the walls, <laughs> all the bleachers, you know, the locker rooms, um, the flags, the blocks, the branding on the wall, you know, all oh, those wow. different things have made yeah. it more of a home feel, you know, yeah. truly for our athletes who even when they're not working out, they come here to study. They come yeah. here to take naps. Wow. Um, they come here to socialize because it, you know, it really, it really is a comfortable space for them. It's a safe space for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, swimming. Okay, well, thank you, Coach Nick, for this uplifting interview. Okay, absolutely. We're eager to see where you take Howard University's swimming and diving program. We're proud of your accomplishments and all that you're doing to bring prestige and recognition to black swimmers. Congratulations on attracting this much needed attention to HBCU sports and blacks in the sport of swimming. Okay, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. And this was super fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up. The good work. Yes, ma'am. We'll be watching you. <laughs> and the swimmers. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Coach Nick. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>